0: to when will it end this is great hey this, thing, this is awesome this thing i've i usually let josh have this but it's always been a solo stump and now it's a double stump and soon i actually have more so if i get more guests i can have all four stumps in action
1: all connected to the same stump
0: well, i guess that's true yeah one stump for them all well i don't know how to go that far but one uh Maybe like that old find the YouTube video. I guess we can find them. You know the YouTube video, two boys, one stump.
1: No, I'm actually totally unfamiliar. What's that?
0: Actually, I've never seen it. I've always been too scared to watch two girls, one cup. I've, Have you watched?
1: I, I actually haven't seen it either.
0: <laughs> two cowards. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like yeah. I can. Im- I think my imagination is probably as bad as the video.
1: Yeah. I, I don't, don't know why I never should we, watched. It? Should
0: we watch it right now?
1: God, I don't... know. <laughs> Somehow I've made it 30-some-odd <laughs> years not watching it. I don't think I want to change okay, that. Okay,
0: well, that's fine. I don't know that Haya would want us to watch it. He seems really yeah, appreciative of beauty. Yeah, oh, man. Life and beauty. Mm, um, if
1: you can't have that, then you might as well be dead.
0: Yeah, it reminded me. This is um. when we'll end, we're talking about Howl's Moving Castle. Nick is back alone this time as we wanted him. But first time... The duties, fatherhood duties were there and then friendship duties, but now we've got them all by himself. Mm-hmm. And I think it's good. I think you're, yeah, this is great.
1: You're, you're like, um, you're like that little fire demon and I've given you my heart. I almost did a little spit take.
0: <laughs> Howells, Howl's, this is weird. We were making little jokes before we were recording, but this is Howells, George Howells, coffee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. We're trying to come up with a joke though. Howl's moving. I came up with howl's moving bowels. Uh, Cause like coffee is supposed to yeah. make you poop and I don't know howls, but maybe we can almost like better.
1: We'll think on it. Maybe as the episode goes, we'll kind of be, poof, yeah. On, flash of brilliance.
0: So you think that way I'm like, which was I like, I, I was like, um, the fire or you were like the, who's the
1: I, deranged yeah, I in bird this, in boy this metaphor, <laughs> am I the bird boy or are you the... Oh, you got to talk into the mic. Am, am I the the bird boy? Am I the fire? Am I the heart? We don't know. Because I think that... I don't know if Miyazaki knows. I don't know what he knows. I think that's 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 the first thing to say, is I don't think Miyazaki knows anything about this movie. He's, I think if you asked him today, like, what's Hal's Moving Castle about, I think he would shrug.
0: Yeah, he, I mean, he's... Constantly, I've only, I've only read a couple of interviews, but he's always like really down on himself, it seems like. Hmm.
1: I've actually never heard that.
0: Yeah, the, the, the one on um Rosso, which has aired at this point, but he like was interviewed about it. And it, during the interview, he's like, I have this amazing idea for Porcaroso 2 too. It's about sad boys. Whoa. And then by the end of the interview, he's like, nah, that, that idea sucks. I probably will <laughs> never make that. <laughs> so I don't know. I think if you, it's, it's came out, I read a little bit on Wikipedia that it's like, he was really angry about the war Mm -hmm. after plane day. Mm -hmm. And he's like, what better thing to do than to take a very cool young adult book about like, uh, gender and women and and society and just turn it into this like completely opaque nonsense thing about how bad war is, even though there's no
1: like, that doesn't actually seem to be what the movies. No,
0: it doesn't at all. (laughs) So strange.
1: Yeah, it's like an anti-war movie that doesn't actually really get into war, which is sort of weird.
0: And it also has him, like, fighting in the war, but he's just, like, on the right side of it, even though we don't know who's, what sides are what.
1: But that's the whole point, right? Like, oh, whose side is whose? It doesn't matter. But then it does matter because
0: Howell's on the right side of it, even though he's engaging in war. He just happens to be on his magical, the the bird side, which is the right side.
1: I... See, my take was a little bit different. I kind of felt like Hal was on nobody's side other than just like destroying war machines. Right, but
0: isn't that like what like a resistance movement is if you have an I, invading force? Yeah, like yes, I, I don't know. It's way more complicated than yeah. this, but like all the Miyazaki presents us with unknown factions fighting each other and then a subversive agent destroying war machines, which is like you could argue that that's what what they call them. What they call the like the resistance, the resist- La resistance? No, but like in when we were in the war in Iraq and Afghanistan, it was like
1: oh oh the what, are, what uh, were the insurgents? Insurgents, yeah. It's like yeah, that's yeah, basically
0: yeah. what an insurgency is: is when it's, you're like destroying the machines of invasion. Yeah, so it's so are like we
1: saying Miyazaki is sim I, is a sympathizer with the Iraqi insurgents.
0: No, because in that in his war, there's like two fighting sides, and then uh-huh. Howl's like this magical. Pass. He's not even pacifist, but he's like an anti-war thing. A pox on both. He's outside kind of, of it. thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. It's a very frustrating movie.
1: Yeah, I. <sighs> Where
0: there... do you want to start with it? It's like this movie. The plot of it is so confused. Bad? Yeah, it's bad and yeah. confused.
1: Yeah, I think I just want to start with like a general impression that it was not good. As we were watching this movie, there were just a couple times when I looked at my watch and was like, "Huh." Okay, I guess this is still going. This is not.
0: What are you, what are you rocking good? there?
1: You got an iWatch or um, an Apple? No, this is Circle? the watch I got in high school. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what? Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. It's
1: got some scratches on it that doesn't. actually... Wait, when you
0: talk about the watch, you can't look at the oh, watch. I'm sorry. One, I I one. went through Thank this you. with um another. You haven't heard this episode yet, but it's true. I have. I realize that Josh taught me really well that when we talk about the bookcase and we talk about the things you just can't look at the thing. That's because you this have to, is
1: really hard for me. It is. So your watch is over there. It is over there. You know what I'm going to do? A, I'm going to do a cool podcasting trick. I'm going to take your arm, the watch and I'm going to put it right in front of the mic. So I yeah. can still look at it. That's yeah. smart. You
0: can do both. Wow.
1: Yeah. Ooh. Wow. Look at it.
0: That is amazing that you've had the same watch since high school.
1: Yeah. It doesn't really work very well anymore. <laughs> um, that we're losing a lot of time and I had to, um, yeah. literally and figuratively, but, yeah. um, I'm actually getting a new one because this one's
0: losing so much time. But it's it's made it
1: it 16 years, so.
0: Damn. And what do you, is this like a watch you bought at like some special store? Was it just like a Walmart purchase? What's the story Um, of the watch? Is this like a Pulp Fiction thing? I'm a little
1: embarrassed to say given the history of this podcast, but my dad gave it to me. Wow.
0: No, that's great. I mean, it is a pulp fiction thing.
1: Yeah, kinda. Yeah. I don't think it was up anyone's ass at any point, okay. but you can never be too sure. Well, that's nice then. But you are so you're gonna get a new watch rather than try to fix data's watch. I've tried to fix data's watch. Unfortunately there there's this little problem with corroded batteries and the acid's all leaked out and in there and mm. you know. And that's the guy told bad. me that it was it, it was one of those like it'll be more expensive to fix than replace. And I'm a I'm a bad little capitalist, yeah. and I was like, yeah, yeah. I'll just you know, You've it. you've had it for forever.
0: Sorry, oh, yeah. Oh, little phone. I used to use my phone as mm-hmm. my watch. Yeah, yeah. I just wear it on my wrist.
1: It's um. Is it forgetting Sarah Marshall with Paul Rudd? Um, or Paul Rudd's know. in that movie briefly. Okay, and he plays like a like really mellow surfer, and yeah. um, and they say to him like, Oh, you know, you don't wear a watch. He's like, Yeah. I prefer not to wear a watch, like goofy surfer vibes. Yeah, I just have a clock on my phone.
0: Damn, that was like one what, 2007 or something? Something like that. Uh early phone jokes. Yep. Yep. So you were that saying that really me. this movie I forget, but like the world disagrees with you because Rotten Tomatoes has the tomometer tom Tomometer? Tomom is it tomometer? Tomatometer. Tomatometer? Tomatometer. Yeah, that's it. The Tomatometer at 87% and the Audience Tomatometer is at
1: 93%. It's just I think there must be a lot of like really high people out there or just like no. Maybe cuz I was one I was having this question to myself at the end of like maybe I'm just an idiot. Maybe mm. like maybe this movie is just really smart. I and like the, the whole idea of Howell's moving castle, like he's perpetually trying to secure his freedom. And, you know, maybe this is a movie about like evading authoritarian control and, you know, being a wild card or some, all some bullshit. And I just can't understand it, but I, (laughs) right. I think that's not right. I think it's, I think this movie is stupid. I think it just, it's a, it's, it's a combination of like four different ideas and it, it fits together about as well as the like moving castle it's like ugly Ooh, yeah. and it it's a lot of smoke
0: yeah yeah and the four ideas are uh being beautiful is
1: hella cool um uh, yep. being ugly, being ugly sucks well no <laughs> being ugly but like the worst thing you can be is old and ugly
0: old yeah being old oof
1: yeah. bad yeah
0: yeah, when Nana, just when, die. The, when the beautiful fucking big head woman turns the ugly big head woman, and she just like literally has a dead eyed stare, and all she does is just like fuck up. Yep, she's pathetic, and she's still at the end of the movie just hitting on boys. Yep, when Turnip Head turns into the the beautiful young prince, she's like, "Haba haba, you're <laughs> so pretty. Oh, talk to me, pretty pretty boy. Ah, it's, it's this movie. This is like." I'm so glad I did the Miyazaki verse because I just remember I think that's why the t- tomatometer is so high. It's because people just like see Miyazaki and they're like, "Great, wonderful movie. yeah. And when you watch all of them as an adult and just sort of forget that you're not a kid anymore and that there's more to life than being beautiful, mm-hmm. like For one Miyazaki consistently has the most old school gender roles, yep, stupid love stories just very physically based, like, oh, I'd, it's just like this movie, you reminded me of the 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 pig when he's like, the when the, that line that you and Coop love so much where oh, it didn't turn out to be all that yeah. good, but... <laughs> yeah, it, it
1: actually was that, an update to that episode. Will this air before or after that? No, this is after. Okay. Yeah, yeah, this is yeah. an update. We got an, ourselves a an little... An update to the Mononoke episode. Yeah. um, It turns out Nago was not actually beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> or at least, like, the pigs weren't that passionate about yeah, it. As when we thought that, he when that
0: line, which you, you're like, you, he was beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> it turns out he was just like, he, he was, was beautiful. That's what you thought it was. Yeah. And it was actually, it was actually just like, like, he was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but beauty, Miyazaki is obsessed with this idea that like beauty is linked to being good. Yeah. And when you're ugly, it's because you need to have a bath. Mm-hmm. Like the slime, when, when Howl turns into the goop monster It's just like, again, he repeats the shit from Spirited Away And in the yeah. same thing, where like Boy goes to the bath all goopy and ugly And he revives himself and he's clean again And this that's the whole story of Howl, is Like He might become a horrible monster Physically yeah, I mean, If he doesn't behave himself
1: <sighs> Well, it's like, it also just makes no fucking sense what that is Like, there's uh, So, so to some degree, I like when a director or writer or whatever doesn't like do all the rule building in their world or doesn't do all the rules of their world. And we're just kind of in the world and we pick up the rules that we need. And the Mm -hmm. rest is sort of some beautiful vagueness in the distance, which is fine. This felt like it wasn't even close to beautiful vagueness. It felt like it was just confusing to the point of stupidity
0: and none of his movies are like maybe not none but like that's such a consistent miyazaki thing it's like it's not like a john wick where you're dropped into the world of the assassins and you yeah. learn about the coins just because you see them being used and you learn about the hotel because you see them using it like none all of those rules are expressed through use and action mm-hmm. here it's like Oh, there's witches. Oh, that seems cool. But, oh, wait, we don't know how any of it works.
1: Yeah, all we, the witches and sorcerers are trained by the Empire, but... Who cares? What is the Empire? Doesn't
0: matter. It's just like, yeah, there's no actual world. It's just a bunch of bullshit that Miyazaki has in his head. And he's like, boys, draw me this. And he's just like, <laughs> must have these like, just like sessions where he's lying on a couch and he's just like screaming uh, visuals at his boys <laughs> that must go draw his his things.
1: The The idea of like... Um, I think I said to you at some point while we were watching, it's like, this is just throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks. This is this is the, the Miyazaki, like, full spaghetti on the wall.
0: Right. But then Miyazaki's just like, glue it, please. <laughs> I want all the spaghetti there. And like, sir, it's, it's not sticking. None of this is all just in the trash. He's like, get the glue. <laughs> we're getting this shit on the wall. Because uh, nothing's sticking in this movie. No, not a thing. It's a disaster. It's, I think this... Uh, like the begin- okay so it starts with um an awful scene of like we don't even know how old Sophie is because they ask her but she doesn't answer the question I wonder how old is Sophie um but young she's basically like Presumably a, a, very young. a child uh just like overworked child worker yeah. who makes hats and everyone's like you want to go have some fun she's like no I will continue to make these
1: hats and we later find out it's like It's her mom running the store that her dad, I guess, who passed away or like isn't there anymore, loved the store. And that's why Sophie continues to love the store. Um, But her mom ultimately, like in a very, very bizarre spaghetti, like against the (laughs) wall, like remarries, betrays her to no end. To no end. Like the, the character comes back on screen for all of 30 seconds only to exit screen again, never to be heard from again and not meaningfully advance the plot in any way.
0: No. So <laughs> just no. like and then another a total moment, nothing. Yeah, another moment where Miyazaki's like, the rules don't make sense. It's this like big story. There's a huge story in a, in a mother losing their daughter yeah. randomly one yeah. day. And then the reunion is, oh, you look old and ugly now. Okay, weird. But yeah. hey, it's nice to see you. It's just like so strange. It doesn't feel like a mother seeing her daughter after thinking that she's dead or missing.
1: No, not even a little bit. And the, like the supposed motivation for it, that the evil sorceress who's like after Howl and not the original evil sorceress, like the second evil sorceress who supposedly trained Howl. And I think it's worth saying if if at any point this doesn't make sense to the listener, it didn't really make sense to us. Yeah. So I feel like as I'm reporting this story, it's just total nonsense coming out of my mouth. But I feel like I'm being pretty accurate to what was actually on screen for two Oh hours. yeah,
0: there's a scene where they destroy the castle to then just get it working again. Yeah, we, all what? three of us were like, "What? Why did they just just do that?"
1: Made it's, zero it fucking made, sense.
0: Maybe we just were out of it. Yeah, that could be. it's so easy to think that because this movie just sort of makes you. It's sort of like a fairy tale fever dream nightmare. Yeah. It's just like it, yeah, there's there are no rules. It's no, just and, but it's not one. in a fun way either. It's like it's so uh just a, it's annoying. Yeah. I find this movie to be really annoying. I was
1: annoyed. It the beginning has a has a feeling of like Snow White. But if yeah. Snow White or took Cinderella. Place, or Cinderella yeah. in like a like a fascist, like super polluting hellscape <laughs> version of like I don't know, nineteen 19- 40s Europe uh-huh yeah um, another
0: post-war or like
1: I guess it's more World War One vibes than they, I don't know they got the airship
0: so Porco Rosso sort of takes place in the Mediterranean during the war times yeah Kiki's Delivery Service takes place af- in a 1940s 50s Europe that didn't have a World War One or a yes. two which I, is I weird think
1: that's I think that's the vibe
0: but the, all of his movies sort of take place in the same like uh, I've I've used Maga before on this series, but it's yeah. just like this is like he's entrenched in 40s bullshit, like yeah. Europe in the 40s, as though this is some magical era where we can explore witches and wizards and toteros and.
1: Although I will give him the slight piece of credit that he seems to realize that it that it was bullshit at the time, like me, like I mean, oh, in this one, yeah, in this yeah, one, yeah, yeah, like there's so much pollution coming out of every single thing, including Howl's Moving Castle, yeah, which is like. His castle sucks His castle's fucking trash it's Yeah It's ugly, it's messy And it's like Doesn't really move that well Yeah And it's just spouting out Steam and soot and smoke yeah. and, and And there's also like We get a So in the very beginning We get this very small glimpse Of these like soldiers For the Empire And they're like They seem like they're getting ready To sexually assault Oh yeah The heroine Before Howell saves them Um It's very It's very like opening scene Of V for Vendetta Um mm. But instead of like, I don't know, I actually think that opening scene is kind of cool, although I haven't seen it in 10 years, so maybe it doesn't hold up.
0: I haven't seen it in a while.
1: Um, So instead of Hugo weaving, killing a bunch of like, you know, fascist thugs, um, Hal just kind of comes in and um, makes these guys march off. Yeah, very suave, too. Like, it's so weird that... Miyazaki's just,
0: a, again, another romance for no reason. Like, at the end of the movie, the line, last line of the movie is basically like, oh, I love you, Howl. This is so wonderful. And it's like, we don't understand why there's any connection between yeah. these two people at all.
1: That's such a good point, and it's so worth underlining that, like, there is no... There is nothing at any point from Howl to Sophie other than maybe that first scene, which is just Which is
0: creepy. Like Some, it's not yeah. cool. It's Some, disgusting. Like, she's getting sexually assaulted by two soldiers and his response is to like pretend that... It's like one of those scenes... It's just like he's like grabs her by the arm and just yeah. like takes her away and then gets her involved in this shit. Yeah, The goop monsters. And he's just like, oh, you're involved now.
1: And he has that really patronizing um, comment. He's like, that's my girl. And it's yeah. like he's known her for all of 30 seconds. Yeah. Like, Ugh, he's so... Yeah. Barf.
0: He's very gross. But he... Uh, I think he is... He is beautiful. <laughs> Except
1: he's, when he's a hideous bird monster covered in slime or when his hair is orange, supposedly.
0: I think he's beautiful. I think that's the the message that Miyazaki missed is that his animating team made him beautiful in every in every version of him. Yeah. He's honestly, I hate to admit it, but uh, bird bird form is probably the most <laughs> sexy. Most yeah, his hairy, his feathery pecs. Yeah,
1: yeah, Ooh, yeah. He's I, got I, feathery
0: pecs. Maybe just because he never takes his shirt off. And, uh-huh. In human form,
1: yeah, but you do get a nice a nice shot of his cake, though.
0: Yeah, you do. <laughs> well, that's not, not really well, it's not really nice. not much cake. It's yeah. really
1: pretty skinny and just a, yeah, just a
0: crack. There's some crack in this movie. Yeah, still rated PG. Yep, Junie could watch it. <laughs> what would you say to Junie if she saw Howells crack?
1: I I don't know. Just, just like the there's part of life. There's a there's a butt. It's not a particularly good one, so not. not so
0: you make sure that she's already judging butts. <laughs> That's good. That's the way to do it. <laughs> That's a good point. No? Yeah.
1: All, all butts are beautiful. Yeah. Is really what we should be teaching.
0: All howls are beautiful. So yeah, and then this movie just, so that, it's just like, okay, Sophie, we're introduced to Sophie. She's an overworked, you're like, ooh, is this going to be a story about capitalism and fascism and- Pollution. Like, pollution, gender roles. Seems like,
1: like Miyazaki's got a lot to say about pollution.
0: All these things, oh, well, by the way, this is a rare, Miyazaki, by making- uh, the main female protagonist over 18, or in this case, 18. Uh huh. But in the case of almost every other movie, she's like a child. Uh huh. So it's at least nice that it's not a child being, um, yes, having a love story about a 10 year old. Mm-hmm. So that's good. But yeah, so she's, um, about to be assaulted by two soldiers and then she's like strangely taken away by this weirdo and then she's randomly turned old by a witch. Yes. She's like,
1: what the fuck?
0: Who is why? I guess because she's involved.
1: Well, I, I think, I think it's because the witch of the wastes is like really jealous and like wants Howl so much. So I, I think that's it. I think if we're gonna interpret this movie in the most generous way that we possibly can,
0: she sees a comp comp competition. Yeah, or just yeah. wants
1: some vengeance, just petty, you know.
0: Oh right, because yeah. She has no chance.
1: Yeah. It's like, oh, you think Sophie's so beautiful? Watch her now. She's old. And she's hideous. disgusting. God. What, did you, what did you call her hands? God. Like,
0: They're just like, she's like there's a close-up on her hands after she turns old and disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. God. I at least there's one thing Hayo and I can agree on. When you're old, you're fucking gross. You're so ugly. God, old people are so gross. Yeah.
1: I mean, can we can we talk for a second about like it's The curse is so strange. Yeah. Because like there's times when she's like old and fucking hideous. And there's times when she's like old, but kind of young and hot looking. I think I figured
0: it out. Okay. It's like when she's closer to Howl, she becomes less disgusting and old. So like when she's talking about how much she loves Howell, she'll turn young again. Huh. Or when she's uh, asleep by herself being voyed by Howell, she'll turn young just for him. Whoa. Those two scenes. Yeah. And then um, but when she's away from Howell and and distracted by other things, she becomes old again. So it's like <laughs> she's buoyed by the her attraction to Howell. Or it was just animators really not giving a shit yeah, about like just, making sure the ring But the wrinkles were so intense in the first <laughs> yeah. one, like her hands literally like she's wearing like. Have you? Um, I used to babysit for these kids that had Hulk hands. Oh yeah yeah where yeah. Where you would punch yeah your brother and it would go Hulk. Some what it what was Hulk. Did Hulk. Smash. Hulk. Yeah. I'm the Hulk. Um, but it looked like gray
1: versions of those. I remember them being like really foamy and veiny, but like, but but the whole cans, but if the whole cans got like soaked, um, in like, I don't know, like, uh, like buttermilk or something. So it just sort of (laughs) like was put in the dryer, just like kind of saggy and full of goo. Yeah. Saturated. Yeah. Yeah. It was awful.
0: And, but they go away they're not as bad ever again no yeah it, but yeah so she's suddenly old and she's and then the the witch on her way out's like oh the best part of this curse is that you can't talk about it like, I guess I think the best part of the curse is that you made this beautiful 18 year old lady be an ugly
1: old lady. Although that's she does, the best. She does say to Hal that she's never been beautiful a day in her life. She doesn't feel beautiful. That's another thing in, in mm. the opening scene when all the ladies, the hat ladies
0: are like, we're going to go have fun. And, and then Hal's moving castle swoops by and they're like, oh, you better watch out. He's going to take your heart and destroy your life. And she's the other lady. Uh, lady 2 says Oh he only does it To the beautiful lady So you're all set <laughs> yeah. you like my ladies Gosh, Yeah that was really good I felt like we yeah. were Back in the movie first <laughs> Yeah near ladies Yeah Yeah so And then she's like Oh I also have nothing To worry about Because I'm ugly
1: Yeah So
0: What do you uh, think Haya's, um instructions To his animating team Were like, I want you to draw A woman who's ugly But maybe she will Be beautiful yeah, like Her hair was like, just like, had like four sticks going down her forehead.
1: That's a very classic <laughs> look in, in the Miyazaki verse. <laughs> yeah. Like the four forehead sticks.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's tied back. Yeah. But then the cool can beautiful characters all have like huge flowing hair. Yeah, And by the end of the movie, Sophie gets her, she gets a hair, she gives her hair away mm-hmm. to Billy Crystal. And then she becomes a beautiful woman. Maybe that's what we should do. We should go find Billy. Billy. Mail him our hair. Yeah. And say, I demand
1: to be a beautiful woman, Billy. Well, what, uh, and Billy too, he wanted more than her hair. He wanted her eyes and heart. That was sick. That was sick. I
0: love that side of Calcifer, which we never, that's the only time. And I think that was a leftover from the book. I think in the book, he's much more of like an actual demon. Yeah. And here he's just like this like little coward guy. Yeah. It's very strange decision to make him, like, basically Wazowski from Monsters, Inc., but just sort of stuck in a fireplace.
1: Can you do your, your best, like... Well, first of all, best Calcifer impression, and then maybe recap the Calcifer story just a so little bit because it's so insane. And
0: I don't want to do that. Okay, or do I have to... Let's, I can't even do it. I mean... What does he say? He said... "What? Well, give me one of his lines. Um, he says, like...
1: His, that's the problem is that his lines weren't memorable
0: No, they're always like, oh, I'm gonna die Exactly <laughs> Which, I, I don't know, I can't do a Billy Crystal
1: Yeah, I probably can't
0: Thanks for setting that up, though That was pretty fun You can, you can cut it I could cut it I'm now using uh, Audition to try to fix these sound problems And I can even add markers while I'm recording <gasps> To go back in later It's wow. like I actually have an editor I'm not gonna do it yeah, no. I just no. can
1: It'll be a good, it'll be good um, Just reminder of the time It'll take us right wait, back to the conversation
0: Wait, wait when? Now or yeah. when I listen? Wait, when when I listen to it later? When we're listening to it someday? Oh yeah, this moment.
1: It's like yeah, wow, oh, yeah, Back wow. In that moment. Yeah. How was I feeling? I kind of S- obsessed S- that I watched House Moving Castle. Yeah. yeah,
0: scared, alone, afraid, jealous Hungry. that I can't imitate Billy Crystal. Yeah, I don't know that I'm allowed to either. Seems like a dangerous yeah. impression for me to do. Yeah, sorry, I'm not going to do it. Okay but I appreciate you probably a wise choice thinking that I would do it. Yeah. It's nice of you to think of me. Hey, just trying to be a good friend. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that moment where he's like, Oh, I be, I did all this shit with just your hair. Now give me your fucking eyes and heart. Like that's cool. Yeah. That And that's like, that's good storytelling. I think where the rules aren't explained, but we understand that one line that this like meek, like shitty version of the demon gets a taste of something human and it brings out the demon in them. And like, I don't need to have a backstory about it. That's that has so much power in that one line. Wonderful.
1: It's, it's so, there's so much promise with the, with the idea of the character. Like, it's like, Oh, it's a trapped fire demon that can like move the house and do all these things. And it's just like, pissy about is it going to survive the the next log getting put on top of it yeah and it's disappointing
0: his it, like his story is the maybe the most important because it's like we by the end of the movie she randomly gets put back in this flashback world which
1: made no we, sense we makes no sense because apparently he
0: sees the old silver-haired version she's in like that sort of morphing stage where she's still got yeah. old hair but beautiful face and he like because she got trans. She fell down. She falls down a hole with Heme. Was <laughs> his name? Heme the the weird chicken dog. Yeah. Heme. Uh, oh, so heme and, heme and Heme uh, and Sophie just fall down a hole, but somehow they're transported to the past.
1: Through a house. And they see like where Howl learns magic for the first time and, and eats a star for the first time yeah. and gives away his heart for the first time.
0: It's like there's that's a huge story that just is like, oh, a boy eats a star and gives away his heart. But that's it.
1: There's no actual yeah. relationship between this the star and the boy. <laughs> and it's like, well, I think the star is calcifer, right? It is. Like, yeah. Okay, so and I think that there's something. Interesting there. There's a kernel of an interesting story where it's like all of these these three different women, right? Sophie, the Witch of the Wastes, and the evil sorceress. Is her last name? Callahan? I feel like it's saying <laughs> really Sullivan. Sullivan. Yeah, it's like it's just a, a classic name plumber <laughs> name. <laughs> um, these three women all want um howell's heart. Um, you know the first two literally, and then this, yeah, Sullivan, Callahan, O'Reilly, whatever, um, wants it in a more figurative way, and Howell actually gives his heart to a demon. I think that there's a there's a story there that's actually really interesting of sort of a love triangle, but the not really love triangle, but all of these people loving someone who's incapable of love because he's so interested in power.
0: Right. Um, they even allude to him being like a womanizer.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She, yeah.
0: She's like, Oh, that old hag over there. Well, Howell was like wanted to fuck her cause she was so pretty, but then he found out that she wasn't pretty. So he dumped her ass. God, that was like, that was just like a very quick summary of their yeah. relationship once again, defined entirely by physical attraction.
1: But it's, but it's, it's just so frustrating because there could be something really interesting there and there just isn't.
0: Mm. Yeah. There, yeah, because he's... But I think that's it is that he's not an interesting character. He's no. just like a, a whiny boy.
1: And, and the Christian Bale voice Ooh. acting is so bad yeah except for except for those like three seconds when he veers into Batman territory he busts out the Batman but wait when did Batman come out it was when he was like
0: in a bird he's like get away from me yeah he like he says I think there's a bar where he says swear to me
1: oh <laughs> Sophie swear to me
0: swear to me Sophie when did Batman come out Batman begins I think like around 2004 2005. 2005. So actually, he was working on. Holy wait shit! When, I don't remember when this is no, earlier. It's yeah, 2004. He was working on Batman voice, Uh-oh. or maybe he must have been fresh off the set. Yeah, or I wonder. Or maybe they just let him talk in Batman voice, and they're like just getting lines. I maybe mean, that's why this movie makes no sense. Maybe yeah. they're just like sneak. They snuck onto the set of Batman and just recorded Christian Bale. I wonder. And tried to plug it into well, House Moving if, Castle. If
1: House Moving Castle came out in 2004. Then maybe what what literally happened is in like in those first days that Batman begins, he comes in, and he's like, All right, Chris Nolan, I just did something weird at the sound studio at the sound stage mm. for the Ghibli movie. Um, check this out. Yeah. And then Batman as we know him was born. Wow.
0: Well, I guess we can thank uh, Miyazaki for Batman. For Batman. Hmm. <laughs> so this movie does have a lot of, the American cast has a few uh, crossovers because there's Peta, who yep. voices the weird boy,
1: a very young Peta, ten year not, younger. Not PETA, no, you know
0: no, he's uh he's he, I think he, he was born in '92, so he's twelve. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that. I just looked it up. I'm not. I don't know anything about this guy. I swear, <laughs> <laughs> he's not a friend of mine. Um, but yeah, he's it's fun. And then we have Christian Bale, of course. We did the Batman movies. Um, I think there was another one too. But yeah, this they got Billy Crystal. Oh yeah, Billy Crystal. But what was he? Oh yeah, he was in. No, I don't think we've done a Billy Crystal movie. We haven't done City Slickers. We haven't done Monsters Inc. That's it.
1: Those are the only Billy Crystal movies. Yeah, that's all we got. He's he's sadly uh, only been in a few movies. He's a sort of a C list D list actor. <laughs> yeah, I don't. i never really heard of him.
0: Oh, he plays the princess in the Princess Bride, I think.
1: Oh, okay. I don't know. I buy it. Um, oh, yeah. Quick, what? quick correction I'm seeing It's not Madam Sullivan Fuck <laughs> It's Madam Suleiman <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Wait what did you think it was? Uh, I, I,
0: Maybe it was a com- combination of Sullivan and, and whatever you said Was Suleiman? Callahan I think so I it's right, Callahan yeah, It's close enough Just
1: naming some Irish names. Was it Suleiman?
0: Solomon? Yeah. I think it's pronounced Suleiman Okay Could be That's what Christian Bale was saying I think So who is like, so this, this movie, the reason why, so that I read in Wikipedia, apparently he he says, oh, I really hated the war. And I wanted to make a movie that was really about about how much I hated the war. He says there was a rage inside him. He uses the word rage about this war. And he's like, I want to make a movie that's going to bomb in America because it's so anti-war. And this is what he creates. (sighs) A movie where the war is... I mean, that's fine. You can make an anti-war movie where the war is sort of like off screen, but you need to have this war like connect back to the story that you're watching. Yeah. And this, the war, it's it's underwhelming. It doesn't have anything to do with what's happening. And yet the end of the movie is, oh, because four, because she kisses a turnip and Howell's suddenly pretty again. Uh, Mrs. Sullivan must. Stop. He's like, oh, I guess I just got to stop the war. Yeah. It's time it's, to stop that war. Isaac makes no sense. Oh, I guess so. Like, she kisses the prince, and the prince is like a missing prince for one of the lands, and he's like, "Well, you, you my love of my life, kiss me." So I'm going to go hop home.
1: Well, the first thing he wants is to is to like run away with Sophie. Yeah, it's it's it might be the strangest ending <laughs> to a movie I've ever seen. Yeah, because there there's the real like Princess and the Frog moment, cool. With, yeah, with Turniphead, and Turniphead, mind you, is like actually one of the few things about this movie that's like pretty good. Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. Just like definitely
0: MVP running. He's in the
1: running. He's in the running. He's in the conversation. Like this, this bouncing scarecrow thing that just sort of pops up whenever the story needs a little bit of levity and a little bit of like training wheels to like, to like (laughs) the plot moving in in one direction. Right. Um, and, and he becomes the, the beautiful prince but of course, Sophie he is so even, pretty. He is maybe the prettiest of the whole. We'll night.
0: have to rank the pretty boys and girls of this movie. That's, I think, what Haya really wants out That's of this. <laughs> Who do you think is most attractive? An important Obviously not the sweat monster yeah. woman.
1: Okay, we have we have <laughs> to talk about that because that is the best <laughs> in the movie. But like he... So the turnip, turnip prince turns into beautiful prince. Sophie doesn't even look at him once. She's only got eyes for Howl. Only has eyes for Howls. And beautiful turnip prince is like, okay, I love you, Sophie. Total ignore, not even acknowledged by Sophie. Immediately turns to Howl, and Sweat Monster Witch is like, I'll run away with you. No. And he sort of doesn't acknowledge that. No, he doesn't even
0: respond. Doesn't this respond. Sort of rude.
1: Yeah. Oh, I mean, this is a movie of, of people that don't respond to other people's advances. Yeah. They just say nothing. I guess so, yeah. Um, And then he's like, okay, well, I better hop off home then, because this <laughs> war can end. And it's like, Wait, the war was about a missing prince. This, well, no. I so I,
0: I'm being very generous, okay. but I am reading be, be it generous. that this prince had influence over the war, and okay. his absence has allowed the war to go out of control. I see, and because he was a turnip, he couldn't say, "Hey, maybe we should stop fighting. Maybe we should just hop around." But now that he's back. Um, I think he's going to go home and be like, Hey, we should stop fighting now. And then Mrs. Sullivan's like, Oh, shot back to
1: not fighting. That's, that's a real darn shame. Sullivan's dog who (laughs) Sullivan's like weird fish dog who looks like Ponyo. Um, that was your observation. Yeah. He has Ponyo legs. Yeah. Ponyo legs dog, uh, reports back to Sullivan, um, through a crystal ball and it's like, hey, Hell look. Yeah. And she's just like, oh, I guess it's a happy ending. War over.
0: It's exactly. It's like the, what are, what's that fucking, it's like Brazil. It's like, the, it's like oh, great. It's over. Everything is great now.
1: So unbelievably
0: I love that stupid. Heem has this power to call back home. Yeah. So great. Heem is also in the running for MVP. Yeah. So be. good. And she's like, why haven't you called home sooner,
1: Heem? I missed you. She calls him a double crosser, I think. So, yeah, so he maybe, does. He's more interested in like Howl and Sophie than he is in Madame Sullivan.
0: Yeah. And who, so Madame Sullivan also has the ability to like clone or make versions. Remember that little boy? That's yeah. The, so many blonde boys with the page boy haircut <laughs> in this movie. And I guess most of them are the clone of, but like, that was so weird. And it was really, I don't think it was on purpose, but like, it was really unsettling to see these like smiling blonde boys all doing this woman's bidding. Yeah. That was she, cool.
1: Okay. Can we, can we talk about the Bessian though for just a second? <laughs> Here we it was like, actually we the, got to talk about it was it. the one moment so this good. movie really kind of like, it's so good was, was beautiful is the, is the <laughs> adjective. All
0: and uh, as we've learned from this movie, beauty is good. Beauty is everything. Beauty is goodness. Why would I be alive if I were not beautiful? Exactly. I do think that most mornings. God, I'm so happy. I'm beautiful.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, you you're really you're if you're if you're only as rich as you are beautiful. You must Wait, be very rich.
0: What does that mean? Is that a saying? Do like old people say that to you? No, I I just I just
1: farted that out thinking about what Miyazaki was. Oh, say. okay. Well,
0: yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I'm letting my hair grow out. Looks good? It does look good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I need to um, It doesn't always look good. And that's when I'm like, ooh, this might be the day. Well, I, mean, I think I think I might kill myself this morning because I don't look quite like I should. Exactly. Ugh, life is so unbearable when my hair is a mess. Ugh, that's actually, I was joking, but that is the scenery. That, like, is, that is literally. <laughs> because his hair is a different color. Yeah. Oh, my God. I forgot that already. orange hair. I have orange hair. I'm going to murder
1: myself because okay. I hate it. Okay. We have fuck. to talk about okay. the, the stairs, though.
0: Oh, such a good. It reminded me, of, I wonder if it was in any of the movies you watched. No, there's this punching scene in Porco Rosso and there's a punching scene in Castle in the Sky where it's like, two big boys come together and they just take turns punching at each other. Okay. And this felt like the woman equivalent where it's like, oh, two old ladies have to climb the stairs and they have to like take turns passing each other and sweating more and being more hideous than the other one. (laughs) It's such a
1: great scene. Uh, Well, I mean, so, so the backstory, which is so stupid is that, is that Howell gets a summons from the emperor and he's like sworn this oath and like his oath is on a piece of paper that has like a bunch of knives tacking it up to the wall.
0: Yeah, Which actually sick is emo shit.
1: A cool, a cool detail.
0: This is definitely the king, like when was emo big?
1: I think this time.
0: Yeah, this is yeah. like 2004, like dark hair in front of your eyes, um, decorating your room, like, uh, like, I don't know. It's just, yeah. He, he, Howell is like full king emo in this movie. Emo
1: king. We stand like, emo emoji. I'm
0: a cowardly baby. Can mom? Can you go to the prince for me? That's <laughs> literally his line. It's like yeah. tell
1: tell the prince that, or tell the emperor that I'm I'm too cowardly. Yeah, I'd be a shit <laughs> soldier.
0: Mom, just go to deal with this for me. I'm going back to bed.
1: So of course, like Sophie, as old Sophie, like goes to the emperor's house and sees. Heem, the little weird fish <laughs> leg dog, and assumes that that fish <laughs> leg dog Why? is Howl.
0: The whole setup is like she's walking to the palace and she's like, Oh, would Howl be a bird or a pigeon? Oh, no, he'd be much more handsome than a pigeon. And then it's like, Oh, maybe he'd oh, be he a, a fucking plane. <laughs> <laughs> yes, good bird, Sophie. Yeah, exactly. And then it's like, No, he'd be a chicken dog. That's I, it. I found him. With a giant him.
1: fucking mustache.
0: I mean, but I think there is something she's right that this is not a real creature. Yeah. So, of course, it's some fucked up, like, ugly version of a human that's pretending to be something else.
1: But she's met so many, like, magical things at this point that to assume that Howell would be this that's a great fucking point. weird, ugly great dog point.
0: is so stupid. So weird. She doesn't assume that Howell's the scarecrow or the fire, even though I guess he is the fire. So, never mind. Yeah. Basically, is a fire,
1: but she sees the like shadow ghoul thing. Yeah, and,
0: she doesn't think how those things. Yeah, she sees bird. Yep, she doesn't think. Well, I guess she does think he's a bird. She does, but she, Paton, she yeah, whatever. Crow.
1: Um, but then there's the so so the so the the fat witch the.
0: So fat and ugly. Even when she's pretty. Oh, <laughs> yeah. you know, she's really just ugly. <laughs> Haya makes it very clear.
1: That she's supposed to she, be ugly. She
0: might have a pretty eye sometimes with makeup all over it. But ooh, when you take that makeup off, like... Look out. Howl did. Howl got so fucking tricked by her. She put on the makeup and Howl's like, hubba hubba? <laughs> and then he goes home with her and she's like, oh, you're so ugly. With your big head and the, neck. The
1: Worst possible thing. You yeah, could, you're you the could worst. Being romantically involved with a with a fat woman. Yeah. Oh, this sucks. I'm gonna go murder me. <laughs> um. So so she so 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 which of the wastes? Um. Which actually actually there might be a I, I don't think this was intended because it was in Japanese. There's a really good English pun there. Which of the wastes? Which of the west? You mean? I was thinking which of the big waste? What's that? No just just having a big
0: oh, waist. Oh, you you were so good. I See that's which that, of the wastes. Yeah. She's got so she's so big. She has more than Multiple one waste. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fucking great.
1: Yeah. You know, that's the thing about a good pun is that you have to explain it to
0: people. Yeah, that is why puns are really great.
1: But so, okay, so so Fat Witch and old Sophie are like walking up the stairs and Sophie's carrying this ugly dog that is like really weirdly heavy. And she's like (laughs) really old and like can't really do it. But it's also weird because she, in the scene before, was like cleaning the castle and was like really spry and like moving around. Oh yeah, no, this is totally fine. And
0: so sometimes
1: she's like, She's got really good. There's a good
0: line, which I thought would be like a good memoir title or like a post-rock album. It was like, even though I'm so fat, the wind still blows right through me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This is the fattest and ugliest I've ever been, but I'm also really cold. (laughs) That that was so good. (laughs) Some real delicious lines in this movie. So good. Really
1: hard hitting
0: truth bombs (laughs) Hayao's throwing at you.
1: So so these two are like climbing up the stairs And Sophie's carrying the dog But my favorite part is that there, There's this one shot where Witch of the Wastes takes like a particularly Heavy step <laughs> And it's such a heavy step that like Sweat literally explodes off of yeah. her body And like drenches the oh, stair And her like Her her, her, jowls. her
0: jowls go all the way down to her tits And they all move like in this Undulating nightmare of like eels is crazy but she also the way she carries the dog is by holding her cane and choking it yeah like, like just resting its throat on a cane and then like strapping that to herself
1: uh, but they're so they're so like old and sweaty and like it's and- such
0: a class it's like it's weird to say this but this is a classic miyazaki scene where just like obstinate people doing something for no reason that just brings out the like I don't know. It just like shows like a lot of Miyazaki's characters are so just obstinate and like, I'm gonna do this because. And it's like, why are you fucking doing this? This is crazy. I've like, just gotta do it.
1: And so and there and there doesn't weird. seem to be any like other way, which is strange too. Like there's a bunch of these really strong soldiers standing on the just stairs. Just watching. Just watching this like disaster unfold. And this is like I don't know
0: why they just but they like made the very clearly gay man at the top of the stairs who's like a very typically like gay character come out and like i can't help you yeah can't you help us he's like nope can't help you i'm just here to say hello
1: very such a weird
0: weird decision
1: but anyway i i loved watching those two old ladies climb up the stairs that was the highlight of the movie for me yeah and that's where we
0: learned that sophie is down deep just like a a off just constantly lies throughout the movie which is such an it's like a, it is a very interesting character trait that isn't explored at all yeah but her decision to always hide behind a mistruth it's like she lies all throughout that scene and the scene before she's like oh if i ever see that witch the waist again i'm gonna fucking choke her giant throat and then she's like oh i gotta help this nice old lady up the hill
1: yeah well the the very first lines that Sophie speaks is like do you want to come out with us and our pretty girl walk mm-hmm. and she's like no I want to finish this. Yeah. And she she really what she wants to do is go to the bakery to see her sister. Which is like totally an unexplored relationship.
0: It's in the book. And oh, I think okay. he got I think I don't even know why he bothered to mention the sister cuz she's not in the movie.
1: Yeah. It's it makes no sense. Her her first her first line is a lie and Several more lies in basically every other scene. Everything,
0: everything. She just is lying about everything. She like when, she, when the little boy asks if she's a witch, she's like yeah, I'm the meanest witch in town. And like it's just like I can't remember the other ones, but like everything she says, she just always is putting up this like really big talk. When down deep, all she wants to do is love a bird. And <laughs> like, maybe you could just say that next time. Yeah,
1: because she really wants to help the witch of the wastes up the stairs. And she and she ultimately like and, and this could be something that's interesting, too, is is that even after the Witch of the Wastes has done the most unforgivable thing that she could do. Make her old and ugly. Exactly. Yeah. The most unforgivable thing you can do worse, apparently, than like a war, because all of the warmonger characters don't get half as much contempt as Witch of the Wastes. Or, or at least like, they don't even get anything.
0: That's yeah. the thing is they they don't even get uh, that's why this is a, a failure as an anti war movie because we don't get to know anything about the war, anyone about anything other than, oh, we see like a
1: building get bombed once. And I guess that's bad. And it's not even like we don't, no actual characters are in the building or nothing bad actually no, happens to anybody.
0: Right. Everyone evacuates the town. Yeah. And we just see some fire. And uh, fire I didn't even know understand bad. that scene. Like that's after how, like, remakes the house, but then it turns into where she lives in that town. Yeah. I was so confused. What the fuck? And that's when Mama comes back, and she's like, "Oh, I love what you've done with the place." And it's like, wait, I thought how this what is is your happening. Shop. <laughs> uh, it makes no sense. Yeah, and then it's bombed, and uh, that made sense. I liked that. I it, at least understood what was happening.
1: I think. I think this movie either should have had a lot more bombs or no bombs. Mm-hmm. It it the the amount of bombs that we saw made exactly zero sense
0: right yeah exactly yeah It's exactly the wrong number of bombs <laughs> uh, it's too bad this movie didn't bomb it really should have i mean yeah it, it's it's just like I, I don't even think i finished my thought earlier but i think the reason why the totometer is so high is just because like this is a miyazaki movie yeah no one actually gives a fuck what he makes he can just do whatever he wants and everyone's like great it's another miyazaki movie isn't this rich and cool and Ooh, so weird. And it's like, oh wait, does the character have any agency? No. no. Does the character have anything to do? No. Oh. Like I read the Ebert review and he didn't like this movie and he's like, huh, rather it's like, oh, it's such a departure from, you know, like the, the Kiki and other main characters who have agency. It's like, what are you fucking talking about? No, like the, the girl in, in Spirited Away has nothing. She doesn't do anything on her own. Everything just happens to her. And like he says in this review, it's like she just seems like she's an observer unlike Kiki and Spirited Away. It's like, what the fuck? Those are like, Spirited Away is the most just like character on rails getting thrown through a plot.
1: I, I don't remember Spirited Away enough to know, but I definitely feel that way about Kiki. Right. She's like, oh, Kiki lands in Mediterranean town, is
0: given a house, is given a job, is given a cake, is given a fish. It's like she does not do anything on her own. And it's and same in Castle in the Sky. Castle in the Sky is about a girl who falls out of a plane and just like her magic happens randomly. She has no control over anything. God. And suddenly a boy comes along and helps her out. And it's just like... Come on, Haya. You can't just keep like showing us strong female characters that are actually just, just like dragged through strong. a story. Yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, the thing about Kiki, not this is a Kiki podcast and you've already done one, but here's my two you cents on Kiki. You keep wanting to
0: get in, but that's fine because I know you you haven't seen too many and I would love to hear your thoughts on Kiki.
1: Oh, thank you so much. Kiki. I think is just a movie about teenage depression and that's sort of it. And it's like, is it a very good movie? Does it really explore teenage depression in an interesting or new way? No. Um, but I think that, I don't know. I really like the first 20 minutes of Mm -hmm. Kiki and I really like the end. Well, I mean, really like is a bit of a stretch, (laughs) but (laughs) it's like the big blimp goes boom i like, like i like those dragged around i like that kiki saves the day that she's she's perpetually feeling like she's not enough that she's um also very concerned with being ugly a yeah. constant thing in kiki the worst thing you could possibly be in the miyazaki it's verse true. is ugly yeah um and and kiki finds it within herself to save the day so that that i do like big blimp goes boom yeah um that The opening, probably what charmed me the most is that the opening song of Kiki is such a fucking banger. Yeah. Um,
0: There's some bangers in in the Miyazaki-verse. This yeah. one doesn't really have much going nope, on. The ending nothing. song really was Trash. bad. We had to turn it off.
1: Absolute garbage. Couldn't listen to it. <sighs> Do
0: you think that Hayao made this movie being like, hmm, when I was a young 20-year-old, I slayed pussy. <laughs> but you know... <laughs> I really should have just
1: loved one pussy. I I think that that Hayo made this movie. Well, correct me if I'm wrong. How many movies has he made at this point when he makes Howls? This like, is number 10. This I is number think. 10. Yeah. And he's had people fawning over his shit for decades at this point, right? Yeah. This movie sort of feels like the part of the artist's canon where they're just they've gotten so high off their own farts that they can no longer distinguish between what are their own good ideas and their own bad ideas yeah
0: I was I I said that in a really crass way but like this to make the main character of this movie like a womanizer who's not like he doesn't that's never addressed other than like that one story about how it's like oh it was the fault of the woman for being too ugly everyone wants to fuck Howell everyone wants to love Howell he just can be a little boy who always is like whining and be like, he's a piece of shit. He's a piece of shit. And it's like, why would you make that like the main character who the, the ending of this movie, the happy ending is, Oh, he doesn't turn into a horrible monster. And the woman gets to love him. That's the the moral of the
1: story. it's It's so bad. I mean, the something that I'm, I'm is becoming a real pet peeve for me are relationships where one partner's attraction to the other partner, like depictions of this in art or, or literature or movies or whatever is just, it's just, you can't believe it exists. Like we're watching, um, white Lotus right now. Have you seen that show? Mm -hmm. And I don't know, we're on episode three of season one, but the relationship between Shane and Shane's like the rich boy and his wife, who I'm now blanking on her name, um, It's just totally unrealistic because Shane is such a piece of shit. He's so bad and so annoying to be around all the time that it sort of stretches my Hmm. credulity just too much to even entertain that like, that's a real relationship. And that's kind of how I feel about this, that like that there is no point where Howell is doing anything whatsoever to be deserving of her love or interest. And also like, it it seems pretty clear that Hal knows who she is and never mentions it. I
0: know. Isn't that interesting? And it's like, to what
1: fucking end? You want her as your old cleaning lady? You want her to be your mom? Like, oh, maybe there's some rich
0: Oedipal shit Uh, in there. Another wonderful Miyazaki trope is, oh, you have a girl as your prisoner? Well, you might as well make her clean up your house. Yeah. Uh, Constantly happening.
1: Fucking bullshit.
0: Yeah. She's a uh, god. And then, yeah, it's all, rather than... Thanking her For all of her help That's when he decides To threaten suicide Because she like Mixed up his
1: hair dyes Yeah His uh, hair dyes She I. My moral fault. of the story Is she should have um, Sophie should have Gone away with Prince Turnip There's Prince Turnip At least seems to have A moral <laughs> compass And like That's he true is actually beautiful So it's like I did like that
0: He was immediately cucked <laughs> He's, pre, he's like Prince Charming kissed out of being a turnip head. He's like, oh, my true love. And then she's like immediately trying to go have sex with Howl. And yeah. He's like, oh, fuck. Well, might as well. He seems should've, happy should've as turnip. a turnip head. Yeah. I should've don't know. stayed a turnip. Well, I guess down deep he really did because he continues to hop. Mm, mm-hmm. I like that one. Like when you get transformed into a little another critter in a magic story. But when you go back to being human, you still have the... Hopping tendencies of a scarecrow Sure Or, I don't know When Miss Professor McGonagall um, Eats that mouse in the second book Does she really? No, I that, don't think that, so I would believe it You, I like you I know
1: like, that I should know that Yeah I, I don't remember that I think Haya loves Harry Potter I was going to say I think he loves, like, Disney Because, and I mean He eventually yes. gets in the bed At, with, and with Disney, Disney too. Absolutely This is a mix between, like
0: old school fairy tale with hopeless lead doing everything by accident. Yeah. Which Harry Potter is the so funny how popular those are, which is again, is about a character who like randomly happens to just not die every book. He doesn't do it because he's good at anything. He's bad at everything, but he's just lucky enough to get through. And I'm sure she fucking retcons it in book six or whatever. Why he's always so lucky.
1: Yep. And, And, and the, the main villain actually comments on that of like, And I think, I think there's a moment of like real frustration where he's like, there is nothing special about this boy. Right. And it's like, yeah, yeah. I'm actually kind of with you on that one.
0: Yeah. Well, we won't talk about JK anymore. Yeah. So actually, are you going to be like, that must be interesting to be a a father. This is what book series that you grew up with and enjoy. Are you going to introduce that? Because every every dollar you spend in Hogwarts Express does go directly to
1: to, to transphobe yeah. bigot in chief yeah yeah I mean I think I've, I think the sad truth is I've already got enough copies of those books that <laughs> it's not going to make a difference. <laughs> okay, I mean,
0: that's fair. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Also, I don't know. I I have to think about it. Yeah. I, I kind of. It's hard. I think about this sometimes with sports, too, where, the, where there's days where it's like, yeah, the the NBA All-Star Game, I learned this from a friend the other day, is apparently one of the, in the United States, one of the events that causes, that, like, is at the root of the most human trafficking in the United what? States. What? Yeah. Wow. Women are yeah. human trafficked around the All-Star Game because there's enough people who are looking for escorts. That's what my friend was telling me. Wow. I, I believe her. And um, and so you kind of like I kind of oscillate back and forth between Like wanting something better Out of my hobbies Like not wanting my <laughs> hobbies to be things That are actively destroying the earth And Also Loving something like basketball And kind of just like wanting a reprieve From the brutal escape yeah. that is reality sometimes I mean you can't escape I guess is the yeah. moral of You can't escape You can't um, And I think yeah. it's a similar thing with Harry Potter Where it's sort of like you know, here's a pretty simple story that will be nice, could be nice to connect with my child over when she is, you know, six to eight years old. That mm-hmm. could be a nice time. Um Or I could, you know, live in the reality of like, fuck, I don't want JK Rowling to get any more money.
0: Yeah. Or any more time.
1: Or any more time. You I begging you, you I know
0: it's hard. I think it's just one of those, there's no way to consume ethically, but it doesn't mean that you should just like not care. And it yeah. is, it is like, I don't, these watching these again, it's like, I don't know that I would really want to show my kids any of these movies. Maybe oh, Totoro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Totoro. Cause it's like, I think the, I had a big problem with the dad character. Cause I just don't think the adults are that interesting and they're not really, I don't, we don't need to rehash it, but it's like, it's the kid shit is really good. Yeah. There's, weird boy shit though it's like there's a very strange depiction of like how to be a boy which is so fucking weird that that's like in this kids movie and I don't want a kid to be like, oh, I should uh, give up my umbrella and walk home in the rain, be beaten by my mom. That's the, that's the right thing to do in that situation.
1: Yeah. That, very, very, very strange. And you know, we, we watch Ponyo with Juni, which we, you know, shit, she, that she, shit's fucked. She likes Ponyo.
0: That shit's so fucked. It's a bad <laughs> message. Eerie shit. Just like everything's terrifying and fucked.
1: <laughs> I mean, there's, there's something in Ponyo and now we're just, totally off the rails. There's something in Ponyo that I
0: when does uh, Ponyo comes after this? Ponyo's after this. Okay, we can, I can't say too much cuz okay. I did have a, a really wonderful episode with uh Drew about this, but I yeah, your fatherly take on Ponyo okay. before we get to our final thoughts on sure. on this one. My
1: takes on Ponyo. Um and this is actually this is bringing in our friend Coop, who listeners mm-hmm. will have met before. Coop points out that the the most beautiful part of Ponyo is that it's a platonic uh boy girlfriend. Are you saying
0: him. that where where is that? He that, I don't agree with that.
1: I I think it's in the well, it, it could just be a convenient thing because they're 5, you know? Yeah. Um it's a little nuts and that they're not really old enough to be in a romantic relationship, even if that might be what Miyazaki wants. Hard I think, to know. I mean we talk a
0: lot about this in the episode, but it's especially knowing everything I know about Miyazaki, like the fact that it's basically a, a fairy tale story about uh, Ro- it's a fucking Cinderella story, or maybe Little Mermaid, or exactly, or Little Mermaid story where you're like, "Ooh, I'm meet the person I love," and it's like the fucking story is about a kid who's forced to marry another person, otherwise the world's gonna end. But anyway, we don't. We can leave Ponya we'll for, for your, next for week. Your episode, yeah. It's fucked up, and I would never show it to my child. Uh oh, we'll have to. Uh, I hey, won't. Inter- uh, I won't interfere. We're
1: but. all. We're all bad dads eventually <laughs> you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become a bad
0: dad yeah that's so true yeah. um so i think i want to introduce so we got mvp yep we have biggest body do we have i to- think i want to do most i want to uh there's a lot to do we we should do it quickly though maybe but anyway okay um MVP, I do want to rank hats if you had your favorite hat because there's so many wild hats in this movie. Hats? Yeah, most valuable hat. Most (laughs) valuable (laughs) hat. There's some crazy hats in this movie. Yeah, there's a ton of hats. And then maybe uh, just your favorite version of Howl. Okay. Do you have anything else you wanted to... Because there
1: are a lot of weird details. Um... Maybe uh the most promising plot line that would have actually been good if if given the proper time attention and care by a mm. that's an uh, honestly we might be, even be
0: able to sort of pull Shoe-horn that into that our in. when will it end question cuz oh, I think that okay. really does sh- that, that's probably going to come up is like why we're asking is because of the plot that didn't yeah. make any sense. Exactly. But yeah, I like that. Um <laughs> do you have an MVP?
1: Yeah. Cuz you were, yes. you had it Easily. seems
0: like you had one lined up Easily. and you like nudge me on the couch you're like Who's your MVP? It's Witch of the Wastes. It's gotta be. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I Turnip Head, I think, comes in a close second just because he's very quiet.
1: Yes. Turnip Head's presence is is only additive. It doesn't take away. That's a nice thing.
0: Yeah. And he's very helpful. He saves them multiple times. Like, he's basically the sort of just the guideposts for the movie. Make sure that Sophie gets where she needs to go and doesn't die along the way.
1: Exactly. But yeah, um, which of the wastes in addition to like being kind of the like starting point of the plot, like kind true. of initiating all the action and like the plot lines that involve her and the stuff that she has done, like Sophie's curse and, you know, kind of being one of the forces that is trying to capture Howell while trying to evade the empire, like everything that the witch of the waste sort of involved in, like actually makes a little bit more sense than the rest of the movie. Mm -hmm. It
0: doesn't, it doesn't really make any sense, but I see what you're saying. Of course not. It's like, you could fill in the blanks more here and it would be, Oh, okay. I I sort of can see what's going on.
1: Yes. With the witch of the way stuff. I, I at least don't feel like I'm absolutely like high on ketamine when I'm explaining it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, exactly. Which is how I feel talking about basically any other moment in this. Absolutely. Um, and then she's involved in obviously the stair scene, which is the best scene. Yeah. And then there's the scene where she lights the cigar. Yeah. Which is fucking also really suit. great. Yeah. She's like, it's a, this is something that Miyazaki does really well. He, he has these beautiful, beautiful is not, maybe not the right adjective. He no, has it
0: these is. Beautiful is the best.
1: Beautiful and like really engaging, rich depictions of like such normal stuff. Yeah. Like when they make the, like when they make the bacon and eggs, it's, it's like that fucking looks great. Bacon. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And when, Oh, that scene was weird when he's like, so weird feeding the egg shells to the fire demon. And he's just like, norm, and norm, norm, then that's norm, 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 when you pointed out there's the norm, norm. ham shelf. You, yeah. You oh, open yeah. up your shelf to go. Oh, yeah, you out. gotta
1: get your ham out of your ham shelf. I um,
0: can't but, make, but, but which of the ham? ways when
1: she's the, when she's like the oldest, most decrepit, ugliest version of herself is enjoying like, Puffing on a big cigar oh, yeah. It's because
0: she's like Totally demented At that point yeah. She's got like Demented Literally She's a dead-eyed freak At this point In in Hayao's eyes And she's <laughs> She's
1: like, she's oh, like, let me just smoke this big old stoke. She just, just like, talks
0: in riddles and is just like total, like just randomly grabbing shit, falling. Like she's like, it's so good. Yeah, Ohio's so, nailed the versions of life. You can be a pretty makeup woman, you can be an ugly woman, and then you can lose your mind. Exactly. Those are the three stages of life exactly. for Ohio. Exactly as a woman.
1: So I, I, I think Witch of the Waste is like basically the only character that's any good
0: yeah everyone else sucks sophie doesn't do anything um and howl's a fucking awful person yep sullivan is a warmonger who doesn't matter who's just like in the movie for one scene who has like a strange harem of young boys (laughs) and uh that's we and she's like knows howl from a kid like is this is this is real mom i didn't even understand their relationship she says that howl was her most promising student apprentice yeah yeah okay Yeah. So, but like, she doesn't. She's not a character. No. Um, Yeah, I I agree. I think uh, totally inexplicable, but the most fun and gets. I was very engaged every time she was doing something.
1: It's Uh, worth saying. I I don't care that Howell is a bad person. I feel like there are many characters that are bad people that are interesting to watch on screen. I resent Howell because he is so just like annoying and, and, and isn't that boring it's that he's
0: also treated like he's the he's a he's the hero yeah. like they fall in love at the end and it's good and that stops the war and so it, if this is a movie that was fueled by the rage of Hayao Miyazaki about the war in Iraq in, in, Iraq, in Afghanistan and <laughs> the fact that Hayo is pretty and stops the war it's just like oh this is his dream Is like a pretty boy gets to make an old ugly woman beautiful again. And stop a war. Yeah, he sucks. So bad. Um, I really liked Mama's hat when she comes back and she has the t- double cannon on a fireman's hat with um, all Ooh. sorts of feathers and shit happening. It was the, for a movie which is about a hatter, <laughs> I think you gotta bust out your, you always have to be wearing your best hat.
1: That's such a good point. I
0: love that hat. Though the first hat we were introduced to is beautiful.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then she does we just sort of wear, a rag I think sometimes but yeah that I just I sometimes I do most valuable haircut but I really think this movie is about hatter and I just wanted to really point out that wonderful Canon hat
1: it's I, really I think that great. that's that's a really good point and I, I don't really have a great I didn't I didn't catch that quite so strongly I mean just that I didn't I wasn't noting the hats as they went by quite so much um the hat on on turniped Mm. is is mm. very classic very good and it's got a little, little top going boop yep so he exactly. gets rained on his little turnip head gets rained on exactly yeah so it, it's that, that that's the one that comes to mind for okay me. yeah
0: um, and i think also the the cannon hat is really it's powerful and it's foreshadowing because we learn later that mama does betray her own daughter to fuel the war and but we learned that early because she's wearing a, a war hat mm. that's supposed to be beautiful feathers but actually has Violent cannons on it mm, Maybe war is not beautiful But might seem beautiful yeah. At the
1: onset mm. mission, um, a- mission accomplished
0: Yeah, hiyo, You're doing great work As always um, Yeah, so Are you asking When will it end And Yes <laughs> But if there was a plot line That was better Like what was a plot line That you like really Enjoyed And might have Not asked when will it end If it had actually been treated With some
1: sort of respect Okay Okay Thank you For asking that question Yeah I, there are two. I think that I would have been interested in this, like witch, wizard, demon, sorcerer thing, because there's there's like apparently the the countryside is full of roaming witches and wizards, <laughs> and like <laughs> yeah. somehow demons are involved, and like there's some good demons and bad demons, and you make like bargains with demons, and like. For for being in the world, quote unquote, for two hours, mm-hmm. I know nothing about how any of these things work. Right. Or like their relationship or with each other. if they, like, exactly. It's not like
0: getting a sense of the larger, like, ooh, there's lots of wizards fighting each other and demons. It, it doesn't actually make any of it feel real. It's just no. like some fucking wallpaper. Exactly. And, but it's very interesting. You're like, oh, I wish this was the story about like, Howl's like actually learning how to be like, what the fuck all we get to see of his childhood, not training, not how he became a wizard is him eating a star.
1: Yeah. Or even just like, what if, what if we just like get rid of the whole being chased by the emperor thing? And it's just a much more simple movie about like the witch of the wastes trying to track down and stamp out Howl and Howl is trying to evade her and she's really powerful and, Sophie gets caught in the crossfire. Yeah, that's where you, we were promised at the yeah, beginning of the movie. That's like a very opening 10 minutes is she
0: meets Howl? she meets the witch. They seem to be on fighting each other. And then it's like, oh, great, let's go. I'm into that. Oh, wait, what?
1: Yeah, it's like <laughs> oh, she's a really compelling character. He's not, but whatever. Like that's, that's fun. Yeah. And we get none of that.
0: Yeah, I'm also asking when will it end? I think it's interesting. I don't really know what to make of this, but so many of his movies are named after... The main character, like just the main character, or a character. I wonder why the machine is so prominent. Because like there's, Loop in the third. There's, I think all or there no. There's, so Castle in the Sky is another one. But yeah,
1: is there a literal Castle in the Sky? Yeah, it's movie? called
0: Lupita Castle in the Sky. Yeah, okay, it's about a place called Yikes. Lupita. It's Castle in the Sky. Um, so I guess he does do that occasionally too, but his titling is just, I've always been, I've been fascinated this whole series, like why he's so enamored with prepositional phrases. And, but this one, it's just like, why is this called Howl's moving castle? The castle was so like ugly. It was ugly. And like had barely anything to do with anything. It's like the the door scene was,
1: well, that's what was making me wonder if like this movie was too smart for me that there, that like, cause the, the ugliness and the fact that the, the ugliness of the castle and the way in which it was polluting mm. and the, and that its ultimate purpose was to sort of remain free and roaming and could be yeah, so go, many different yeah, things yeah, yeah. to so many different people. And go to
0: that garden. Yeah. Which is so pretty I, and beautiful. <laughs> the best place on earth.
1: It was beautiful. <laughs>
0: it was beautiful. But I guess, the, so the reason why I asked that, like that to me is if you're going to call a movie Howl's Moving Castle and you're going to have a fucking really intense like cool castle. Like the first opening shot of this movie is the castle coming out of the mist. Like, Whoa, I've never really seen anything quite like that. Yeah. And then just have it be nothing. It's like, okay, great. Wonderful. I'm so glad this movie is called Howl's moving castle with a cool castle that has nothing to do with anything. So I think that's for me, really, I would love for the castle to be much more like, why is it moving? Can we just get more about like their relationship to this space rather than just having to be a, like a TARDIS, like sure. oh, we'll just we'll warp around. It's it'll be good for the plot. We can just move wherever we need. Great. So yeah,
1: I was also I I honestly would have watched the anti-war movie uh, exactly. If yeah, that was the yeah, focus yeah, yeah. of the movie. If it was sort of if we if we saw more of the war between the two sides, like I don't. It's not even really clear to me like who the Empire is fighting.
0: No, it doesn't matter.
1: So it, it, it's like
0: I saw, uh, I also was reading reviews, and I don't even think people know because like, I read one review where it was like uh, Howell is called summoned by two different the two different sides, but I don't think that's true. That's true. No, he's summoned by the same person. Yes,
1: it, he talks he about has, that. It yeah, is, it, like the the kid uh, like, young young yeah, Pita yeah, yeah. literally mm. says you have to appear before the emperor as, as both. To, Jenkins so, and whatever the other name. So
0: this is. is the thing. You have all these glowing reviews and they know no one under, actually they don't even understand the, the movie. fucking movie. I got that part and it's and barely I'm holding on.
1: But I think that Miyazaki actually got confused himself, like because later in the movie when they're sort of getting closed in on on both sides, there's a different the the troops that that break into the Jenkins <laughs> house look different than the. Oh, this I, that break into the other. I think that's because they're just different town militias. The, okay, so the, so one are like sailors and one are like exactly empire capital mm-hmm. city Okay, one's one
0: the navy, one's yeah. the army.
1: I mean, it. What a small detail, but also the kind of thing that like for, it's confusing for such an acclaimed director. You really should have figured the fuck out. Yeah, like, what side is even invading which house?
0: I think yeah, which is and that's. You know, I don't even go on and on about this, but like to have, make a movie in direct opposition to like an actual war where there's a fucking giant uh, air, uh, just army taking over another country to have like your response to be like, well, there's like a random nebulous war. Happening. War is bad. War is bad. Can't we just agree I don't know that? what side is what, who's doing what it doesn't fucking matter. It's just like it's such a fucked up, stupid response to an actual event. She's like, I'm angry about this war. I'm gonna make a just a vague war movie. Yeah. Boo.
1: War is bad.
0: Boo. You're bad. War
1: is almost as
0: bad Ohio? as being ugly. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it, Hayo. You're
1: hideous. Oh you're fucking wow. hideous. No. You disgust me. Oh God. <laughs> it's the worst thing he could possibly be. Yeah. Ugh.
0: Well, thankfully we're pretty. Yeah. Yeah. I can agree on that? Yeah. It is nice to be sort of Lifted that way yeah. Like Ooh. Hey And and if we weren't
1: Might as well be dead
0: Exactly It's like Oh you're Just a great reminder That when you watch Howl's Moving Castle And you're pretty If you're ugly though You're gonna be reminded Of the truth <laughs> So sad So God, sad Fuck this movie Well I'm excited for you To listen to the Ponyo episode And I'll have to tell Coop To listen to it too Cause I And I, I wanna talk to him about it Cause I we, I'm getting such a different vibe From that movie Yeah I mean I think
1: This is such a really, I think that the, the attitude that you have going into it, well, not even attitude. I think that if you're watching with a little child, I think that changes the the vibe.
0: Exactly. Because you can't be like, oh, you're five. Now you can like have a sexual romantic relationship with another person. And and, like, you need to understand what those things are at age five, but to be like, you're now like true love. Like you, you meet the one magically falling in love to avoid calamity. It's like, but it's like so pressured. But and, the thing
1: is, it's interesting. you say that Cause like I can, I can think about that in this conversation, in this context right now, but like watching it with Juni for the first time, cause I had never seen it before. That was not what it felt like. Hmm. It felt like here's Sosuke, here. Here's this little boy who we've come to really like. And here's Ponyo, this little girl who we've come to really like just i don't know just doing whatever it is she's doing and that's sort of the thing about watching a movie with a hmm. 2 year old is that you know you just kind of buy into things like that yeah you and could... um i don't know it, the the memorable parts of ponyo for us are like when they eat when ponyo eats ham sorry Fuck. um
0: <laughs> fucking hate that shit <laughs> not because i'm vegan i just fucking like that's not a character tr- trait yeah, no to, i know to it's you not. enjoy eating blood and ham but anyway we're this is all happening next week thanks <laughs> okay so much for coming on thank you hey, thank you our um most repetitive no nah, that sounds bad what's a what's a good way of saying you've been here a long you did the most you did the most okay you're the workhorse of the series. Hey, happy to do it. Yeah. And you're the most beautiful. Oh, wow. So it's so nice to Stop have it. you on the the episode about beauty. Thank you. Yeah.
1: I um I, I listened back, so I don't know if this dates our podcast too much, but I was able to listen to the Totoro one when it came out, mm-hmm. and I felt like I was way too pedantic in that one. So hopefully less pedantic in this one. Okay. I might even cut that out. Definitely more beautiful though.
0: Yeah so pretty yeah, <laughs> all right well next week is Ponyo um even though we talked about it a little bit this time and uh yeah that's wait that's it this is the penultimate episode until Hio releases his new movie in the summer really yeah he's got I thought he was dead I literally thought he was dead but no he just took a break and he's got a movie coming out in uh July I think in wow. the states yeah exciting something to look forward to see what this rotten brained old man is coming up with next
1: i'm i am i am wondering what what could he possibly be taking on jesus christ
0: probably just more um glad i'm pretty and glad that you love him uh you have a normal heterosexual relationship with a woman who cleans for you yes that's probably what he's going to do next
1: and probably lots of visuals of him
0: Yeah. uh, Well, thanks, Nick. Um, I'll put some, if you have anything you want me to share with people, I'll put it in the episode, but um, it's so nice to share that with someone and not feel like I watched that by myself and went crazy.